Hey, listener, it's CJ. Unfortunately, we were unable uh, to record an episode this week. Life seems to be getting in the way, so I figured we would go into our Patreon vault and release an episode that was behind a precious, precious paywall, but now we're giving it to you, the people, for free. We are releasing the 2018 review of Instant Family. This is a movie that I think I'm going to have to put back on a watch list uh, because... Listening to this episode, I have different feelings about it then in 2018 than I do now in 2022. And for some reason, I have a harder reaction than when I left the theater and I saw it. Uh, this was an episode that the Patreon supporters actually voted on and, and told us, hey, you should go see this. So what I want to hear from you, the listener, is what do you think about this movie? Check out this review. Uh, see if it's worth your time. And more importantly, sound off online or, or text us at 484-373-4119 and tell us what you think about Instant Family. Uh, were we right? Were we wrong? We want to know because it's been a few years and maybe this is something we should revisit. So, without further ado, I give you the review of Instant Family. Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Welcome, patrons, to your exclusive spoiler cast of the movie Instant Family. You voted for it. We saw it. Let's let's get th- let's get this going. Uh, before we get too into this, uh, I do want to know Josh is sick today. Uh, he did see the movie, uh, but he will not be with us to review the movie. So. You're going to be dealing with just Brian and I, but I promise you it's going to be a heck of a discussion. Brian, tell me about Instant Family. Um, I mean, Instant Family starts Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne as a uh, couple who likes, uh, well, not likes to, as, the, as their job. They uh, flip houses. They, you know, take the, the old crummy fixer-uppers, like that show, Fixer-Upper, in fact, which they reference in the movie. Yes, they do. Uh, and they, you know, flip them and sell them. Um, they decide one day to you know, start a family instead of going the, uh, you know, traditional route, they decide that they're going to foster, foster, and, you know, maybe eventually adopt three kids, uh, a teenager who's about 15, as well as her two younger siblings who are in like the five to eight range, uh, like as far as age goes. Like 11 and 12, hilarity dude. ensues. And that's the, the premise of instant family. By the way, I think their, their, their son Juan is like, Juan. Maybe Juan? twelve or, or thirteen. I don't. I don't. Okay, know. maybe you really don't. You really don't get kids' ages, do you? Like no, you just look at no. a kid and be like, I don't know what age you are. You're just. I don't know if it's seven. Is that right? I'm forty six. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it. I I I I guess. And you know what? I'm excited. I'm right sometimes. Sometimes I'm not. <sighs> I didn't want to see this movie, and 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 I'll and I'll tell you this. Out the I remember what I said to Josh when we we spoke about it. I firmly believed that. Uh, what was it Rose Byrne? Is that her name? Rose Byrne. Yes, I believe that Rose Byrne, who who plays Ellie in the movie, uh, wasn't gonna play it right. She thinks she's in a different movie. Mark Wahlberg thinks he's in a different movie, and they're they're just totally off with each other. I was wrong about that assumption that that they just didn't know what movie they were in. Like she didn't know, and she would be like the straight man, and Mark Wahlberg would just be goofy, silly, and and that would clash. Rose Byrne was hilarious, and 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 they had good moments. Okay. What I was right about was this movie doesn't know what movie it is. This movie. Are you kidding this me? Movie, no. I think this movie knows exactly no. what movie this movie it is. cannot figure out. It cannot figure out its tone. It can't figure it out at all. It can't. You did we see the same movie? It, it can't. You are it. completely I'm just off gonna, base. I'm, I just I, I did not enjoy this. Had 
Had just because you didn't like it doesn't mean you have to find a stupid ha, no, no, no. reason to not ha, like it. Are you it. ready? This, uh, this is, this is, this is going to sound mean, but and I will explain this. I promise. Had I not had to see this movie for uh, Patreon, number one, I wouldn't have seen it. And to number two, if I did, I would have left halfway through the movie. I would have left this movie. And I sat through Skyscraper and The Meg and Peppermint. I would have left this movie. So, Brian, this movie you knows feel exactly what kind of movie the complete is. opposite of me. And I, I actually enjoyed this movie. And we'll get into it. What, tell me uh, what, what you liked about this movie. Give me the high level of, uh, feeling. Because that I think this movie. this movie does know exactly what kind of movie it is. I think it understands that it's supposed to be this maybe not like perfect comedy, but this fam, this not even a family comedy. It paints a picture of, you know, being a foster family and a foster parent and just how difficult that that can be and how, you know, crazy things can get and upside down your lives can get and things like that. Like, this movie knows what it's going after, and I think the only uh, the only thing it did wrong was advertise itself as more of a family movie. I'm not so sure this is a family movie, but I think this is a good movie. Now, now let me counteract what I said with this. I think had you removed most of the jokes in this movie, I would be way on board. The core story of this movie is fantastic. It is. It, it tugs at your heartstrings. It it has a lot to say about what it's like to not only to be a parent, but like to be a foster parent. What it's like to be those kids going through those struggles. It really shows the size of the coin that you really don't think about. Uh, when this movie lands some emotional things, it lands it hard. It lands it gr- lands it strong. Um, I was a huge. If I could, if I could recut this movie, I would, and I would love every moment of it. The problem with this movie is it refuses to let you feel an emotion because the it's like written by like a, like an Ed Hardy t-shirt guy, right? Anytime you start to feel uh, an actual emotion, we have to undercut it with some stupid joke that has no business being in the movie at all. We have to undercut it all the time. There are only two times in this movie where you feel some real genuine emotion and they just let it play out and they just let it do its thing. It is uh, one is the, the day uh, right before the, the kids are leaving to go with their mothers, their last day with their foster parents. And they have this scene of like going to bed and, you know, crying about the fact that this family is, is breaking up. They have a dinner where it, it, they're, they're, there's a little bit of anger and frustration and worry about what's going to happen when I go with my mom. She doesn't know how to make my noodles the way that you like to. What am I going to do? And uh, you, they let that emotion play out. And it, it's really strong. The other one that they they, ha- they let it play out is when the son Juan gets gets hurt with a nail gun. He gets shot in the foot with a nail gun and they have to take him to the hospital. And they finally allow Lizzie, the, 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 the oldest daughter, to be a kid and not be a parent. Right. And they take care of Juan. They take away uh, Lita, the, 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 the little kid away from Lizzie and, and let her grieve and go see her brother and not have to be a parent. And, and they really let that moment land. And there's a moment where the. The, the caseworker, baby Octavia Spencer, comes in and, and she's like, all right, tell me what happened. And they're worried that they're going to take the kids away. And Lizzie steps in and goes, no, no, it really it was my fault. It was all me. And Mark Wahlberg, Pete's uh, character, Mark Wahlberg's character, Pete, goes, no, no, this was on us. I should have been watching. And they let that emotion play out. And you get to see, oh, my God, Lizzie actually wants to give them a chance. Lizzie cares about the fact that she's with these people. Um, it, they let those play out. Those are the only two moments 
where the core story really, really hits home. Let me tell you a moment where they threw it away, right? When they had a sweet I'm li- moment I'm listening. and threw it away. Um, Ellie, the mom, the foster mom, has been trying to get these kids to accept her as, you know, as mom, right? We, there's a, a beautiful scene in the trailer, which is perfect, by the way, the perfect blend of comedy, where uh, the little girl, Lita, goes up to Pete. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and goes, oh, my little doll is broken. He's like, oh, I'll put it back together. And she's like, thank you, daddy. And he's like, I got a dad. And Rose is and Ellie's just like, I can't believe you got that. Oh, I really want that. And then she goes after her. Do you need help? Nope. That's a cute moment. That actually happens as parents, right? One kid Mm -hmm. comes up to you, does something incredibly sweet. The other one's a little jealous, tries to get the same thing. Doesn't happen. Hilarious. So she's been pining, waiting for one of these kids to accept her as as mom. And um, Juan is having a, a terrible dream. It's having like a nightmare, a little night terror. He's crying, scared in the bed. And she comes up to him. Hey, you're safe. Everything's fine. You're at home. And he goes, thanks, mommy. And she's like, oh, my God. I got a mommy. And then immediately goes, Juan, Juan, what did you, what, what did you say? What, what, did, what, did, what, did, what, what did you say? And the kid's obviously asleep. He's like, what, what? And then starts shaking him. Juan, what, Juan, what did you, what did you say? Juan. And starts shaking him. And then starts shaking him some more. And shaking him some more. Juan, Juan, what did you say? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. And then gives up. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? That is so dumb. Why can't you just let that moment happen? Do you know what she should have done? She should have walked back into the room, right? After she gets it and realizes that it's not going to happen again. What did you say? Kids asleep. Fine. She goes in the room and goes, hey, Pete, guess what? I got a mommy. I got... And gloat to Pete. Because that's what parents do. Every time they have an emotional scene, they just completely undercut it with stupid comedy that they don't need. And it's not funny. It's not funny. I really wanted it to be good because I was starting to buy into this movie. But every time I felt something emotional was happening, that Ed Hardy teacher guy goes, I'm not allowed to feel emotions. Give me a dick joke. Uh, not a dick joke. Give me give me a pratfall. Give me someone getting hit in the face with a baseball. Give me some joke. I don't want to laugh. I don't want to feel my emotions. Anyway, that's my rant. Now, prove me wrong, Brian. Give me the other side of the coin where I missed this great emotional connection that this movie had the entire time. I can't prove you wrong because I think you went in there expecting something that you were never going to get. No, I was expecting Ted with foster parents. I was expecting hilarious jokes. The movie advertised itself as a comedy. I was expecting a comedy. I didn't get comedy. The, the jokes weren't funny. Are you telling me when she's shaking Juan, you thought that was funny? I'm not, I'm not going to defend that scene, but I think there was plenty of moments that were kind of funny and that made me chuckle and made me laugh. The kid Juan is hilarious. That scene in the in the store where the kids are freaking out and she's trying to put the doll back and the and Juan's under the cart screaming, "Don't say, don't hit me!" And they're like, "We've never touched him." Like that that's a funny certainly scene. certainly got a chuckle out of that i i, I chuckled but then there the rest a pl- there's plenty of scenes like that i think you're expecting to have this perfect blend of funny and emotional connected like and you were never going to get that from this movie this movie is not it, it knows what it is it knows it's not supposed to make you laugh hysterically it's not going to be ted it's meant to give you some chuckles it's meant to pull at your heartstrings a little bit, and it's meant to have the happy ending, and that's it. You're never going to get anything from this movie. I'm not saying this movie was amazing, but it's a solid 7 out of 10. I So, all right, here's the other thing I had an issue with. I love Tignataro. 
Her brand of humor. I hate Tignataro. Okay. Her, She's the one thing I did not like about dude, her movie. brand of humor. I'm all about, and I know Josh is a Tignataro fan. Yeah, as well. I know. I was waiting to all hear that. what Josh and would say when I said I hate Tignataro. Octavia Spencer is not only a fantastic dramatic actress; she's hilarious. She's funny. I think it's like, yeah. Now those like two Octavia characters Spencer. are the the people that like run the adoption agency, from what we can tell, right? They're the social they workers. Run, they run the foster. They the run. Foster they run agency. the foster home and help them transition into being foster parents. Yeah, they're running like support groups and classes and things like that. Tell me if you got this impression. Tignataro was supposed to be like the straight man. No pun intended with the fact of Tignataro. She was supposed to be the straight man. Right. And Octavia Spencer was supposed to be the comedic relief of that. Right. Sure. I mean, I think I think. Depending on the scene that they kind of pass it back and forth, because there are moments where Octavia is the straight person and Tig's the one kind of. But they pass it back and forth in the same scene a lot. Like, okay, though. uh, Okay, the support group was another one. Right. There's a moment where they're talking about. Uh, so Pete and Ellie are talking about, hey, listen, we're actually having a really good time with this. Like the kids are getting along. They're listening to us. We're starting to gel. And everyone's hysterically laughing, hysterically belly laughs as they're explaining this. And Mark Wahlberg is like, I don't understand why everyone's laughing. Like we're, we're actually doing really well. And everyone's just like, <laughs> you'll, you'll see. And just like over like it ratcheting up to a 10 for this humor. Their intent is correct of, oh, you silly guys. Yes, you're having a good time now. It's a honeymoon period. You'll be fine. But, like, guys, like, the other shoe's about to fall. But they're ratcheting up that laughter. Even Mark Wahlberg's character's like, I don't understand why you guys are laughing. And I'm like, I'm with you, man. Why are they laughing this this hard? Why why are they having such a strong reaction to, to the way they're they're talking? It just, it didn't make sense to me. All the humor just didn't make sense. Like, the the really emotional scene at the end, right? So... Lizzie is hiding out in someone's yard. That scene, I that scene, I'll give you. I did not understand Joan what the hell Cusack, Joan Cusack was doing. Joan there. Cusack, out of nowhere, by the way, yeah. comes up on a porch and's like eavesdropping. Can I listen? What's going on? Can I listen? And then at the end, go the, the family's having a holiday when they're they're realizing that they are going to be together now. This is the new family, right? And we're here. We love everybody. We're here to to go through this together. We are now a family. And then. Joan Cusack's character like, can I get in on that hug? Do you guys want to come in for some pie? I made some pie. And Octavia, I love pie. I love pie. Since Octavia Spencer goes in the house. Every, again, if I could recut this movie and just move the jokes a beat, just give it like a moment to appreciate the wonderful story that's going on underneath all this. Just, I mean, I think it's great, the story that they have. But I feel like they did improv scenes or improv takes in between that and and just to lighten up the mood, maybe because the, the script was kind of serious at times. And they, they they kept some of those moments and those choices in the movie when it, when it should have been really serious. I mean, even even the, the whole story about the fact that Lizzie is being seduced by an, an older like kid, like a, a I'm sorry, like a guy, like a grown adult is courting like a 15 year old girl asking her to send nudes. They like really just blow past that and 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 then try to make weird jokes about the fact that they're getting arrested they don't blow past it they get arrested for assaulting the dude and then they have to go to court the next day to say right. we should be able to keep these kids after they assaulted a dude but they're so they're they're showing the the janitor who's uh, like a 24 year old guy 
getting arrested. And they're like, yeah, enjoy prison, you pedophile. And then cut to them. They're in handcuffs. The reveal supposed to be that they're not just there chastising the unmanned. They're actually getting arrested as well. That was sort of clever. But just like, again, it's undercutting this this undercutting this moment with with a joke that would have delivered if you would have given it a, a few minutes. But that's not supposed to be like some sort of serious heart heart wrenching moment. That's supposed to be funny. That entire storyline is supposed to be, oh, what are they going to do about this? And then they go they go to the extreme that every parent wishes they could. You're telling me – you're telling me if you were in that situation – Oh, yeah. I would be the shit out of that. Guy. Oh, hell yeah. 100%. Every parent – you can't do that, but you want to. So you get to play out that fantasy in that in that scene. I will give you that scene. That's – all right. That's a, and, and it's, it's a good twist. It's a good twist, but they the reveal humor is added by the fact that they left the other two kids in the car by themselves. Uh, I listen. I, I I had I had issues with this movie. Um, I didn't hate I it like I hated. I, I think you were expecting more, I, but I, I really I, I, think I really you were didn't expecting too much of this movie. I, no, I was surprised by again. I came in expecting Ted with kids. I really came in with a bar going. But you shouldn't have. Why? That's what they advertised. Because the no, that's not. I what did they not advertised. listen. They advertised. They advertised like oh, life oh, as on. you know it. Here's with Mark Wahlberg. Here's the other. Here's the other. Uh, the bit they had with the mom, the the other foster mom who wanted the blind side, one the one who made yeah, the story. That, that was that was kind of amusing. The, the first meeting where they are at the adoption agency or uh, adoption agency. What's the where are they? It's the, the foster home. The foster home. The first meeting where they're with all the other foster or you know, soon to be foster parents and they're having like orientation as to like what it's like to be a foster parent. And we're going to tell you all about this, The where he's talking about rescue dogs and we should call them rescue kids. Um, That was not funny. That was so awkward. It was funny. No, dude. no. It's, it's, it's supposed to be this awkward but moment of I don't know what I'm saying. Long. You, I'll you give had it to you. It, got, it goes on too long. You had funny, and then you dragged it out. And again, that zombie horse, we're just beating a zombie horse over and over again. Is it still funny? Is it still funny? I'm still talking about rescue kids. This is coming from the guy who's been saying the same five jokes for the entire decade I've known him. I don't do, but but Brian, I don't do this for millions of dollars. I do this for like 50 bucks. Like that, like I, I do it for a small set of, of money that I split amongst two other people. If you're doing it for a million dollars, you don't get to keep making the same dumb choices over and over again. I, I want to address one thing and then we'll get into some some facts about this movie or anything else that, that you want to bring up because I've been I've been going on for a while. I brought up everything that I, I mean, I hate Tig Notaro. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know how you hate Tig Notaro. She was I fantastic was in this movie. And, huh? So was Margo. Um, was it Mar- Martindale? Martindale. She, who Margo was, Martindale as the grandmother is fantastic. She was great. Again, some moments where she undercut, but whatever. I just, I, I assumed that was movie. I at least enjoyed her performance. I think you're absolutely crazy for not liking Tig Notaro in this movie. I thought she was great. Like, there's no, like, I, no, oh, we I, see I that kid. Like her in, I don't like her in general. We see that kid who, you know, a little, like, she's got a wall built up about her, but she looks like she's been, like, I don't know, abused, like, chained like, to a radiator like chained or something. To a radiator. She's like, yeah, that's what's funny about that scene is them, not Tig Notaro. No, no, no. What's funny about that scene is Tig Notaro being the straight man going, that's my kid. I don't understand. I don't even own a radiator. I don't know. She's not abused. That's my kid. I'm I'm her mom. That's what's funny. It's not their abuse joke. It's the fact that Tignataro is not in on the joke and going, that's actually my kid. I don't understand why you're saying that she's abused. She's not abused. She's my kid. That's the humor. 
Oh my god. Okay. I want to I just don't one, like Tignataro in general. I, so we'll so no matter what she would have done, it was it was no big deal. Here's here's the thing. Uh you're saying I went into this movie expecting one thing and and, and I got another, and that's that's where it is. Again, I, I came into this movie expecting a Mark Wahlberg comedy movie, and I I I was pleasantly surprised to find out I got a, a story that actually means something, right? With some actual heart and actual moments of of real life parenting, right? Like some some actual moments that you get for being a parent, like a kid eating potato chips, and then the moment where you say no and you try something different, and then suddenly literally everything's on fire. True, true shit. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to, to get that. I I wanted to. They they were really to take the audience to say we're going to give you something real. I, I was just upset that every single time I, I got a dumb joke where I, I shouldn't gotten it. I like I would have I would have enjoyed it so much more if you put jokes in there where it was funny. Like the 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 kid getting hit in the face with the, the baseball and the No, that was and, and that was funny. It was, and the basketball. And the basketball. It Hilarious. Twice. And 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 like when he gets stuck on a fence and he's like, it's not my fault. Like when they do the clips of like Juan being yeah. clumsy and just kind of being yeah, awkward. That was good. Hilarious. Because as a 13-year-old kid, as a 13-year-old boy, you are awkward, you're weird, you get hurt a lot. Like, you're just you're just a dumb kid who's growing, and you're just trying to hold it all together. They did a good job with that. That was funny. Yeah. But, but it's all these other little moments that aren't funny, and that that's what ultimately hurt it. So I, I think you need to rewatch it and... <laughs> Through a different lens. I, I will not I really be do. I will I will not be rewatching this movie. So let me give you some statistics. Let me give you some some numbers. The stats about this movie. So uh estimated budget for this movie is forty eight million dollars. Yeah. Pretty pretty big pretty standard budget for opening like weekend, fourteen point five million. Uh gross total right now, uh as a time of recording in the US, thirty eight million dollars. So Pretty good considering It'll make its money back. Yeah, con- considering that it opened on uh, November 18th. Today is the 30th. Pretty pretty good return. It will make its money back. I don't expect to be there's no need for a sequel or anything for this. So um whatever nah, it is. Nah, that. This movie was in- inspired by a true story. It's based off a, a real family. Um so you can also learn a little bit about that. And I like at the end of the movie they uh, recommended that you uh if you're interested in adoption, it gave you a couple agencies to to call. Thought it was yeah. really good. Taglines, right? What do you think this movie's tagline is? I don't know. Just add chaos, laughter, awkwardness, mistakes, and love. I, uh, I feel okay. love. Um, now, uh, I obviously uh, did not like the movie. Brian obviously liked the movie. Uh, first Enough. time. Uh, for, you liked it. I, I think yeah. like is a fine emotion. Like is a fine emotion. So uh, let's look for some second opinions. So Brian will be doing the negative reviews, and I will be doing I'll, the positive. I'll do the reviews. opposite of my opinion, even though I don't agree with them. Before these, uh, before we give our second opinions, I, I think it's important to to give some feedback that the audiences have given it. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, for example, uh, the, on the tomato meter as of right now, critics give it an eighty-one, audience give it an eighty-four. Over on Metacritic, now over on Media Critic, uh, it's a different story. Uh, this actually has a fifty-seven out of a hundred. User score at a 6.8 out of 10, a critic score of 57 out of uh, 100. So it's got uh, some positive reviews, not a ton of negatives. Uh, this guy uh, on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a two stars. Uh, the movie was very predictable as they do not make movies that do not have happy endings. I don't know what that means. Well, that doesn't make sense. 
the jokes were weak at best and the movie dragged on. This should have been, re- should have been released on Netflix or Hulu directly Ooh. as it will have no legs in the theater. No, I just I disagree with that. I disagree with I, it as well. I think it's a I think it is movie. I think it's fine to be I, actually I think this is a good movie enough to go into theaters, not be released on a streaming service. That's absolutely wrong. Let me read you a, a, a positive uh, review that I found. Uh, this is such a strong movie. I will not say a great movie because it has its flaws, but possibly the greatest adoption movie ever. Which, by the Thank way, you. how many adoption movies like are there? Like Annie and like what else? I'm sure there's a couple more. If there's you really a few. Thought about it. Uh, it feels real. The emotions, the highs and the lows. Its message is strong and truly makes you think about your life. I love all the main cast. It's a solid, solid opinion of this movie. Yeah. I have one that says it's the dumbest movie on the planet. They spell dumbest D O M B E S T. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this one says if you're going to tackle serious subject matter, maybe don't run it through tacky fluff that amounts to a fleeting sugar high. Sure, this movie would get all the right oohs and ahs, sighs and sobs. It certainly won over the freebie test audience at my screening. Good God. But it won't linger. I feel. I feel like CJ. Did you write a review on? <laughs> I did. I, I did not. Uh, I want to end with one more uh, positive review on this movie. Uh, successfully walking the line between sharp comedy and thoughtful dramedy, Instant Family delivers a warming of the heart, generating plenty of belly laughs. When it's funny, as it often is, it's damn funny. One of the superior comedies of the year. It's not a classic, but it's rich smart and emotionally satisfying and an accomplished step forward for director Sean Anders. Um, from what I can see again, looking at Metacritic for me, it's, 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 you're it's, outnumbered. It's, it's mixed. Everything that I'm seeing makes you out on Metacritic. It's 57, right on, on yellow, right? So it's, it's, it's a middle of the road movie. Users are given a 6.8 out of 10, which makes it a positive movie. Rotten tomatoes. Again, we've talked about that. 81 on the tomato meter, 84 on the audience score. Right. And so one IMDb, service is saying out of 75 reviews, only four of them were negative. Right. But you're looking at, okay. But even IMDb has the meta score on their homepage for this movie. Right. But the reviews are through IMDb. They're not through meta. Right. And so on IMDb, it's got a 7.6 out of 10. That's a, that's okay. a, that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair that's place right around where I would score this movie. I would take it just a little lower, but I, I'm not, listen, I want to be really honest. Again, I don't think this movie is bad. This isn't Peppermint, right? This is not a bad movie. You really hate on Peppermint. Peppermint was dog shit. I, I listen. I would I would give this movie a a solid six, six out of ten. I, I would give it a, a six. I would still have left had we done it. I just I don't think it was worth the the whole ride. But like it's not. I won't tell people not to see it. I just it's. It, it, I think it just really missed a mark. This this should have been a nine or a ten, but it's not. It's a six. That's the thing. I'm mad about the potential. Oh, okay. I I think it's a solid seven and a half. That's that's. I enjoyed it. I had a couple laughs. I don't cry at movies, but I'm sure if I were a better person, I would have. Um, I thought the acting was well done. I thought the story was was well, very well uh, executed. I showed a different side. Of these like adoption, you know, movies or these, hey, you know, these, this, these, this couple get thrown into this situation involving kids. It, it's a completely different take on that kind of stuff. I, I enjoyed it. It was different. So, so Josh said pretty good, emotional for sure. And then 
uh, Margot uh, Martindale was great. I mean, he gave us a really short. He's sick. I, I give him. I give him back. Right. But he says pretty good. I don't. I don't. I don't know. know how. I don't know how to read that. Pretty good or yeah, pretty good. I don't know how. I don't. To read I that. don't know if if our parental status had anything to do with it. I'm just wondering if maybe that made me more critical of the movie, knowing that I have kids versus you who you don't have. Kids. I don't think it would have made you more critical because wouldn't you identify more with some of the things that were going on, even though you've never fostered kids? Some of the parenting things that they're going through, you've done. Yeah, but then I also, you I also identify with it more. But, but I also read when it's bullshit, like when it's bullshit, it sticks out to me. Real hard. That would never fucking happen. Like, oh, that would never happen. Oh, that's not funny. Or like I talked about like, when she got the mommy, like she should have been gloating to Mark Wahlberg, just like when Mark Wahlberg gloated to her. Like it, that's how relationships work. It's reciprocal. Maybe. Uh, listen, I, don't know. I, I think very much like the characters in this movie. Uh, I think the attitude that you need to go into this movie to really enjoy it is just like they do with flipping houses. They see past the rough parts. They see past the the things that are broken and don't work. And they see the end potential of the house. I and see I think what you did. If there. you go into the movie expecting that now you're going to be very happy. I would recommend you see this movie, but you need to go in with the right expectations. I thought I went in with with the right ones. I, I, I feel a little let down, but again, I, I enjoyed it. Well, listeners, uh, listen, thank Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Listen, thank you so much again for your support. Really mean it. Uh, can't wait to see what you guys make us see next time. Please do us a favor. Uh, tell people how great it is to be a patron of That Kind of Nerd on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are. Tell people to go ahead and support this show. Uh, the more support we get, the more fun stuff we get to do. Uh, but again, thank you so much for making all of this possible. And we will see you and re-review the next movie.